talking with words. Welcome back to Talking with Words. You're here with Rob, Ryan, Kevin, David. Tonight we're going to watch Trick or Treat. Trick or, not or. And this is the 2007 movie that was in development hell for like a very long time. I don't know if you guys remember any of this. Two or three years at least. Uh, yeah, I kept seeing com- the trailers for it and then you wouldn't see the movie come out. and bleh. So this movie is described as... Five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick or traitor. David, you got the uh, parents' guide for us? Yes, Rob. Thank you for asking <laughs> so this is rated R for horror violence, some sexuality slash nudity and language. Sex and nudity is moderate. Violence and gore is severe. Profanity is moderate. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking are mild. And frightening and intense scenes are moderate. And we do have a couple big names in this. They got Anna Paquin, uh, right in the middle of her True, uh, true Blood days. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cox, which is always phenomenal flipping through this real quick here i recognize a lot of these guys but without a name oh troy everett he has the worst imdb profile picture of all time good job troy all right we're gonna watch this movie we'll be back All right, that was Trick or Treat. First uh, first reactions, David? I mean, they, they named it well because that movie was quite a treat. <laughs> no tricks? No tricks. Kevin? I was think? a little all over the place. Yeah. I'd never seen it before. It's busy. So, yeah, uh, werewolves and pumpkin people. And <laughs> I had a hard time keeping it all straight. Yeah, it was a lot. Ryan, what you think? A lot going on. A lot to unpack, as you would say. Yeah, I would. Yes, indeed. Um, and we we kind of talked about this earlier, how it was kind of like Tarantino-esque with the time jumps. Because in the very beginning, you have the serial killer. And you within that, you have the teenage werewolves. Almost hit them with a the car. You have the uh, neighbors across the street from Brian Cox get... The woman gets murdered, and then you roll right into the serial killer, who kills the kid, is buried in the backyard, and Brian Cox is screaming as he's being murdered by Sam, the pumpkinhead kid. So it's all kind of happening at the same time, you know, um, which I like a lot for, it's kind of like four rooms. Can, can, I, can I just throw it real quick? you got to respect that guy for spending time with his son, because while I may not condone the exact activities that they did together, you know, carving the severed head of a the murder uh, of a of a bad kid, yeah, Thurman well, Merman. Yes, yes, for lack of a better word, the murder. <laughs> um, you know, at least they were doing it together. There, there was there was father son bonding time. It's good to be close to your kids. He's yeah. taking an interest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's enough to bring a tear to your eyes, <laughs> or at least someone's. <laughs> so what 
they they did a lot of uh, let's just say touches on the Halloween traditions. You had the the costume parties. You had the virgins. You had the bloody serial killers. You had the werewolves. You had the ended up being a fake vampire. Um, you had the the traditions of keeping the um, jack lanterns lit, and it ended up being Sam as the you know the. I don't know if you want to call him the spirit of Halloween or whatever it is, but that's the... Demon of Halloween, perhaps? The, the, the demon of the, the block. What stood out the most for you guys as Halloween traditions growing up that you're like, oh yeah, that's something that totally registers with me? So, like, a lot of the a lot of the little stuff, like that, that first scene before he kills Thurman Merman, and he's it one piece of candy. Yep. As the husky kid takes the entire bowl, just that sort of... Because you know if you put your candy out and say, take one, they're going to take the entire bowl. Yeah. The, the first kid that comes along has a half a bag of candy off the bat. Right. But, you know, the so, some of that reminds me of the mischievous times of smashing pumpkins and stealing all the candy. And Which he was also smashing pumpkins, I believe. Didn't he walk up there, like, tipping Jack Lanes off the fence? Yes. Yep. So... Yeah, the shit kid. Yeah. So really, it was, it was all about consequences, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, people... And it, what I really liked, and this goes all the way to the end, is the fact that you've got the consequences of not following the Halloween traditions, and, you know, you get the old man that learns the lesson that, okay, I need to start giving kids candy, and you think it's all resolved. And then there are the consequences <laughs> of the fact that he murdered a bunch of children, um... And then at the so, end, it's in, in... It was manslaughter, not murder. <laughs> That's what you get for letting a kid drive the And it's implied that he is murdered by the kids that he killed on Halloween 30 years ago, or whatever it was. Or at least tortured, yeah. Yeah, at the very least. I, I loved the the turn for the werewolf girls, being yeah. the innocent girls having the party, and then they end up ripping all their skin off. Because uh, it's kind of sexy, they're taking their clothes off, and you got like the the skin and everything, and then they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna also peel our skin off, and we're werewolves," and then they end up eating. The, the best example <laughs> of that is when they they cut to the scene of you got the the really high boot that gets propped up on a log, <laughs> and the next thing you see is skin being peeled off of a werewolf leg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Yeah, and so then strippers do it on Halloween. Not where I'm from. <laughs> but then you also have like within that the leading up to that go back a little bit you know they had they were trying to uh, invite guys young guys to this party and then you have the quote unquote virgin which is Anna Paquin's character and she can't get anybody to come back with her and this within that whole story arc you have the guy that's pretending to be a vampire killing women and he attacks her Red Riding Hood style, which she's dressed as Red Riding Hood, and she's actually the wolf and eats him essentially. I mean, I assume that's how it ends. After she tosses him through a tree and right. into the party, right? So they do the whole flip on the the Red Riding Hood bit. I like that a lot, and the fact that if you if you go back to the beginning, they talk about how wearing that outfit is tradition. Yes, and then later on, more more foreshadowing of what's going to happen is when the other girls are talking. And her older sister says how their mother had referred to her as the runt of the litter. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. that too. Yeah, which this is the second time I've seen this, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of couple. There were a lot of couple, a lot of little things I picked up, like like that, where it's talking about 
those little things or like um, where Brian Cox is banging on the window and you realize, oh, that's the conclusion of the movie, but yeah. we're having the same time period right now where he's going back in to play with this decapitated head with his kid. Brian Cox is next door being bitten by Sam, the pumpkin head kid. Yeah. Give him the pet cemetery, slice the Achilles. Yeah, which I also love that the the razor blade was in a piece of candy that yeah. he was using, and he like peeled the wrapper off, and you could see the razor blade, and he had the moment of, oh, shit. Yeah. And he came and got him. Uh, that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, that, that little pumpkin monster definitely took pride in his work. He really... Uh, Very thorough. Yeah, he, he had prepped all of his props. He had production value while he was murdering someone. So they got the full experience. He brought candy with him. Yeah. Well, maybe I missed this, but did he have much of a background? Or was he just kind of a No, I mean, monster? he was kind of like the unspoken tradition of Halloween yeah. in yes. physical form. The, because the, con- the consequence. Yeah. yeah. In, I mean, because that first scene where they talk about blowing out the candle, you know, it's tradition. You have to... Do this to keep the what was the bad spirits away or something like that, and as soon as you get to that end point on the return, she blows the candle out and he turns around and starts walking across the street. And Brian Cox is like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm, I'm off the hook," and that's when you have the murder of the girl in the the very beginning of the movie when he murders that girl in the uh, her front yard. Yeah. If if you'll notice, the little pumpkin kid, Sam, is, Sam, yeah. is in. In some shape or form, he's in every scene where somebody dies. Like even them coming out of the quarry, the the little kid. That's yeah, he's just sitting like, on the, in the concrete. Yeah, yeah. Or even Off to the, the scene side. where the bus was driving to the quarry, he was standing at the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. Now it's interesting. Well, picking up a dead crow. It, it makes sense. At that point, he had nothing against the bus driver because the bus driver, while engaging in uh, multiple child homicides. Was not breaking any Halloween traditions. That's cool. That's so, fine. Yeah. yeah. So but Sam, Sam was just like, oh, hey, guess. If you're really like pumpkins to hand on candy. Eight kids to a bus. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it was a misdirect, but I kind of thought that little kid who was, uh, like, peeking on the teenage girls at the beginning, right? Because he's a little kid. Like, oh, oh, yeah. it's going to turn out to be that little kid. And I didn't see it coming. That oh, piece. yeah. Just yeah, I could see that. Pumpkin manifestation. I just thought he was a smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching the girls get dressed in the dressing room. Um, that age, you got to take the advantage when you got it. Take, take it where you can. And you know, listen to that mother blaming the girls that are in dressing rooms <laughs> for tempting her son. Girls, there's kids out here. Yeah, no shit. The state of this nation, that that would happen. Come on now. <laughs> I also love that um, Thurman Merman was the kid from Bad Santa. Uh, they got brutally poisoned and then executed in the backyard of the serial killer. And then at the end, the kid... The, the son of the shirt killer dressed, had the blood on one side of his shirt, was in a white dress shirt with a tie, dressed exactly like his dad, and then was handing out candy. Uh, that, was a, that was a good full circle for learning your lesson as well. Even though he, there's no way he could have known that his dad was out there killing women dressed like a vampire and then got eaten by werewolves. But it was a good full circle on him being a shirt killer. And Do you think that kid... Because his dad is dead now. Do you think he gets adopted and becomes Dexter? I mean, is that not what this is? A prequel to Dexter? Probably, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I guess... That is a prequel to Psycho. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they open a hotel, a small bed breakfast somewhere. <laughs> on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't see the mom. I mean, That's true. Mom's got to be beautiful, right? They said this line... Brian Cox said this line twice. <laughs> and 
I think this they repeated it just because it was Brian Cox screaming. It smells like a dead whore out here. I just loved it so much. It's clearly dead bodies that are rotting in an yeah. open grave. But along with that one, it's still alive. And the guy's kicking the the, the child to, to murder it while Brian Cox is looking through the window. Also, he throws a finger for the dog to like shut the dog up. Well, take this fucking finger and shut I, shut up. And it was great how the sound effects they they used there weren't they weren't horrifying or they didn't make it sound like someone that was really in pain. It was just really goofy sounding. It reminds me of the scene in the first Austin Powers movie where he tips him back into the furnace. He's like. Still alive. I'm just badly burned. Yeah. <laughs> Still going. Yeah. It's just off just off camera. That's yeah. all it really is. <laughs> so we did that. We did the, the... So the kids in the quarry. Justified? Unjustified? Kevin? What do you think? I'm not sure where they were going with that one either. Because the bus driver takes them out. And they're all chained up, right? Right. So he was going to do something with the kids? So he was going to kill those kids. So the kids that go and play the prank on the little witch kid, like the the kid that no one really liked, and then she's the survivor. She gets herself back in the elevator, locks it, right. and it's going up, and all the other kids are like, let us in, and she's like, eh, tough shit. Screw you guys. Like, justified murder? I mean, or justified, I mean, that's like a Batman move. Ju- like, I didn't kill you. Homicide? I didn't kill you. They killed you. Wasn't me. Wait, I was just thinking of the bus driver, right? If his whole plan was to get rid of the kids, right? And yeah. Then, you know, the vampire kid drives it off the quarry. He's like, oh, no, it's just 90% of my plan. And the bus driver lived. Right. I mean, it's kind of what he was after, right? Yeah, yeah. It was his whole his whole game. It just worked out for him. Oh, so another uh, you know fun trope in, in the quarry scene was that the girl who was the ringleader, who was actually really mean, was wearing an angel costume. Yep. You know? Yep. And the one that the ended standard. up surviving and was innocent was a witch. Yep. Yeah. I also liked that when you go and look at the costumes that everybody wore, they matched their personalities for the most part. Like you had uh, the robot chick in the beginning, and she was very... Um, um, calculated and anti Calculated. We'll yeah. do calculated. About, we're cleaning up the Halloween decorations tonight. Halloween's over, we're done. And she goes, and then you have the warrior, her husband, who just wants to bang, and he goes in and puts in his VHS of, uh, what was it? Nature like, Special. Nature, nature Special, and it's just porn. Yeah, um, I didn't see anything. It was in Nature, though, so it counts. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's costume kind of, you know, connected to what their character was and kind of told you what they were before you realized what was actually happening on the back end. Uh, which I liked a lot. I, I thought that was a good touch. Did you ever figure out what the husband's costume was? No, it was it was all over the place because like he a had like medieval guy with a holster. Yeah, it was he had the medieval he had the the neck uh, bracers and he had the medieval boots and but he also had like a gun holster on one side. He's probably from P twenty nine. He looked like Han Solo from Game of Thrones. Is what he looked like. <laughs> it's actually kind of fitting for the movie, right? It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, just throw a bunch yeah. of stuff together. That's true. See what works. I swear, wasn't there? Maybe I misremembered, but I feel like there was a character in Blazing Saddles that wore the all black, and it was almost like armor type stuff. And no, they were black. I'm talking about it was the a black guy, sheriff, like the no, one, one of the antagonists. Um, Are you talking about the actual sheriff of the town that was actually uh, on the the train yard that was like, hey, sing that song, you know that that yes, that guy, that yeah, guy. yeah. yeah. D- didn't he dress kind of like that? 
Yeah. I mean, it, it can almost be a bad costume trying to be him. Yeah. Or um, uh, the other one I thought of was the torturer in uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> yes. And he's he's got the lisp. You know, yeah. that's kind of where I thought, where I saw that costume. What do you think about? Let's think up to a five. You know? Yeah. That was more how I saw it. But yeah, I mean, the 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 push on this is definitely not a great person. And he did fall asleep before he even got his wife back inside or realized that she had been killed in the front yard. Which, But, but we can forgive him because that guy was great in Battlestar Galactica. I mean, he was solid. Yeah, one of my favorite characters. I mean, I mean, he's still number five, but... Well, who is? <laughs> so, also, I liked that uh, Sam used... And they... It was actually continuous as far as chronological. The sucker to stab people like he bit off the the chunk of that uh jack-o'-lantern sucker and he was gonna kill brian cox with it stabbed at him got a piece of candy ate it and was like oh give me some good to eat i'm cool left the house then you had the uh brian cox oh i'm gonna be a good person and hand out candy like it's kind of like a christmas tale thing i'm gonna hand out candy although his candy did kind of uh, suck right oh it was just by peppermints like yeah. you know he just collected it from a cracker barrel yeah. but he used they used that sucker chronologically like three minutes later because he stabs the girl in the throat, throat uh it. under the uh shoves it in her mouth. when he when he grabs her under the scarecrow ghost curtain and then he shoves it in her mouth and the opening sequence freezes on her with a sucker in her mouth so that part I liked a lot that they use that continuously. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't pull in a, a Jason and just grabbing shit randomly and killing people with it. It's like, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this sucker as long as I have it, and used it multiple times. For those listening, we're all nodding our heads at what Rob's saying. <laughs> the usual, just listen yeah. to the the wind. Yeah, I think I think they did a really good job of the Halloween tropes within what the old like 80s 90s halloween was and then making it kind of their own i don't know what else what am i missing here i don't know like i i keep going back to the uh tarantino-esque the time, style there. time movements and right and i the whole time i was thinking uh the movie crash where oh, everybody's yeah. intersecting like everything's going on at the same yeah. time and people are like what you see at the beginning of the movie is 30 seconds from what happens at the end of the movie. Right, right. And just everything's going on simultaneously. When you have Anna Paquin's group bump into the girl that's murdered at the very end of the movie, you have all those little touches on that. Um, The girl that survived the dead kids in the bus is the one that stops the car. Right, she just walks in in front of the girl's SUV that you don't know is the girls at that time. Right, right. They don't show anything other than the uh, bumper. When... uh, What's his name? The the guy pretending to be the vampire yeah. is chasing that girl. She bumps, coming out of the alley. She bumps into the first the couple in the robot suit and yeah. the faux warrior suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all. I mean, it's all happened within an hour of itself. It's all very self contained. Yeah, which I think is great. Yeah, this this just occurred to me. It probably should have before. Whatever he was wearing, that had to have been some sort of couple's costume. So if we could figure out what she was actually supposed to be, we'd probably know what he was supposed to be. Oh, the robot? Yeah. Well, Looked like female Bender, almost. Or like uh, the original uh, Lost in Space 
uh, Will Will Robinson, yeah. which kind of would make sense with him being in Battlestar. I mean, like a kind of a nod to it, but yeah. I don't know. You don't have steel sex play Indiana Jones yeah. in there. Anything, yeah. Kevin, well, did we miss anything? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm still kind of shocked that uh, Brian Cox was in this movie. Right. right? I mean, he's, yeah. A fairly prestigious actor to have in something like this. I don't know if he was having fun or if he got blackmailed into doing this. But yeah, and it was a short bit, but he had the most acting to do. Like he was mostly monologuing and acting by himself, reactionary. Yeah, more than anybody else in the whole thing. Well, most impactful characters too. So yeah, arguably on one way or yeah, yeah, one point or another. Yeah. Oh yeah, I enjoyed him, right? I mean, it's good to see a really good actor in a movie mm-hmm. that's kind of a B movie. But I was kind of like seeing Daniel Day Lewis and uh, Critters, right? Right. It's <laughs> just not what you expect. So what if that's actually his house, <laughs> and the makers of this movie said, "Hey, we want to use your house as location for the movie," and he said, "Okay, but only if I can be in it." If that's his house, I totally want to go have tea with him. Because that house was fucked up. The, all the wallpaper was peeled off. He, probably, he was burning pictures of himself. He probably only has his winter tea. home. Yeah. <laughs> He's just burning pictures of Dan Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> my left shoe, my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a short movie. I mean, in, in 20 minutes, we've captured most of it. I, um, I do want to throw out one very yes, important moment. Please. Probably my favorite tiny moment and I think we all laughed when this happened but it was during the werewolf girl scene it's right when they pan to show the big reveal that they are murderers and it shows all the dead men that they've killed yeah and you see these guys in all these normal costumes and then you see a hot dog costume <laughs> they're rolling and they're rolling it they're <laughs> yeah. rolling the hot dog costume over the leaves it's fantastic so was that the hot dog guy grinding on the female pig from the skank party at the beginning of the movie. I think I may have missed that. I, I did too. So, the, where they they go to I the mean, it, that home. totally makes complete sense that it would be a hot dog fucking a pig. Right, so the three kids were the, were the lady in the sexy cat costume, but she's way too intoxicated and not so sexy, and she's like asking these oh, 11-year-olds, oh, oh. hey, do you guys want some booze with this? And when they cut to that back scene, there is a uh, female in a pig onesie that is... I totally missed that. That is, that is booty dancing on a guy in a hot dog costume. That's and glorious. I can, I can only assume that... No, it had to be. So Because so I, I, I would have to go back and double check, but after the hot dog part, is there is there somebody in a stripped-off skin suit with a pig costume under it who she's lured out there? I assume that he got tired of cougar meat and went out into the woods. I mean, quite possible. Which I did really like. The other thing that you may think of this is the the Thurman Merman kid in the beginning. When he gets poisoned, he starts puking up blood and chocolate, and the, the serial killer dad's like, yep. Just very nonchalant about it. He's puking blood out all over his front porch. He's like, yeah, did you eat that too fast? Like, just really cool about it. That's the beatus. And then drags him in the house, and like right as soon as he gets in the house, the door knocks. It's like, you know these kids walked over a gallon of blood to get up to the house, which... It looked like chocolate sauce. It's fine. I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's what happens in my house. I was about to say, that's... Yeah. I par, get it. Par for the course. <laughs> but I, I thought that was great, and he's just really... That guy is really calm the whole time, even when he's killing the kids, the re-killing the kid in the, the pit. 
He's just, yeah, that must be the wind, you know, and just murdering this child with a uh, shovel. Uh, Dukas, Ryan? Uh, simply for entertainment value, uh, I'll go one Duca, just for the fun of it. I'll give it one and a half for trying a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them gelled or worked Just for together, being busy. Yeah, yeah, it just threw a lot out there. It was, it was very, it was very busy. David? I'm, I'm gonna go two, only because I've already seen it several times. Yeah. So. I, I'd, say, I'd say two. I, I liked it a lot, and... They did do something that a lot of movies try and do and don't do as well as they made a staple, um, like Halloween or horror character. Like you see figures of Sam around, even if you don't know what the movie is, you've probably seen the Durlap head with the orange jumpsuit figure at your Halloween store, like in the Funko little bobblehead hot, things. Hot like, topic. And hot such. topic. Yeah, you've probably seen it, even if you don't know what it is. Well, I was going to bring that up, too. Uh, have you ever seen Nightbreed? Oh, yeah. It's like the old 80s one. Yeah. Isn't that what uh, the main killer in that had? It's the sack, and it has little eyes that are the uh, Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's like the really dark button eyes and like the yeah. weird stitching. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Durlap sack face. I thought that one was way creepier than, this, than Sam. Yeah. The Nightbreed guy was like, like sadistically yeah. creepy looking, and it was a director, right? It was uh, yeah, I think was... I think you're right. Yeah, but that was one of the ones like creep me out. Like the um, I'm not gonna remember it because we're recording, but there was one where he wore like the top hat and he had like the glasses and it was like the huge uh, jackal mouth. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to think of it because we're recording right now. I'll think of it later and add it in. Well, you know, you mentioned that you didn't find Sam to be that scary just in and of himself. And I think that's purposeful. I think he's meant to be kind of goofy looking and just really right. over the top of ridiculous. But the burlap sack with no expression is real. The, the truly... Which I think he thing. became more scary once uh, you shot the hand off and the hand came back to life. And then he just reassembled himself. Like, at this point, can he be killed? Is he the spirit of Halloween? You know... When his hand walks back up and like, I mean, I, I don't taps think him. I don't think he's a nation-spanning franchise. Um, Spain, Spirit of Halloween, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I, I think he is. He is. Can you kill Halloween? Can you kill Christmas? The Mormons are trying it, and Starbucks apparently. Well, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I did. I did like that he kind of put himself back together. Yeah, and you had that realization of like, shit. No matter what I do, is this. Is there a way to stop? Pull the T eight hundred on his ass. <laughs> I mean, there was no, they didn't try and burn him or anything, and there was no follow up to this movie. This movie was in development hell, like we talked about for years, and they never did another Sam story. Um, they've talked about it a couple times. Like um, I think this was in the same timeline when they were doing Jeepers Creepers two, um, and they were making the Jeepers yeah. Creepers franchise bigger, which. Sam mistake what mistake the, the Jeepers Creepers too and such franchise oh man we can get into that when we watch those movies because <laughs> I love that shit um, but Sam has like replayability you could you could use that character again right and you don't have to touch anything else he's done in this movie you could be any other timeline which again I mentioned this we don't know when this was they have like turned dial phones they didn't have any cell phones 
What else were they doing that I was like, what the hell timeline is this? But, um, but they had a brand new 2007 Audi. Yeah, yeah. The, the it VHS. Was, it was VHS, yeah. It was like Gotham. Like, they're supercomputers, but at the same time, we're, we're driving around. Uh, we're pimping the 1968, you know, Plymouth Chrysler's. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? I did notice the Peyton Manning jersey in the big town Halloween party, which is very 2007. Oh, yeah. So it just kind of puts it right which there. Which is, yeah, absolutely when it was done, so. You know what? I don't think so. They probably should name Sam. <laughs> I was about to say, we are missing Sam. I think David knows. We're missing Skeletron. Yeah, Skeletron. <laughs> yes. um, Chris, what? Nah, all right, never mind. All right, unless we're anything else? Anybody got anything else? We need a sequel to it. We definitely need a sequel to it. And it's just called Sam Wise. <laughs> you were dressing up as Sam, right? That's done. I'll dress up as Brian Cox. <laughs> but circa Super Troopers. Oh, <laughs> the goddamn soap! Uh, we just watched Trick or Treat. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can go to robgilchrisbooks.com. Saturn's for Suckers 2 is out now. David, Ryan, I think both of you have only fans up online. Go to squidkids.com. Thanks for listening. What? <laughs> Are we recording?